true and living God saves us from our sin and, and, and just rescues us. He does not do that for ourselves, by ourselves, into some silo, all alone, on an island, Han Solo style. That's not how he does it. He saves us necessarily into community. That's how he does it. That community that he saves us into is called the church. That's the English word. Or the ecclesia. That's the Greek Bible word. And what it means is the called out ones. Those who have been called out from this false and gross and doomed and pretentious and dying world and called to Christ and to Christ's community. That's the calling that God places on us. It is this community that lives together like a city on a hill that just is so bright that the whole landscape changes from its light. And it is a city of love and unity and holiness and purity and earnestness and grace. It is countercultural, light in darkness. And it is attractive. It beckons others to come live with us, with Christ, in this way. That kind of community is exactly what we are trying desperately to build right here at Seven Mile Road. One where every Bostonian that Jesus gives us is loved and gospeled well. That's what we're seeking to build together. In order for that work to actually happen, we need Bostonians. You. Whether you are born and raised here and you wear Adidas tracksuits, don't tempt me to put the pants on next Sunday. <laughs> or you are here to stay and this has become home. Or you're passing through but you know you have three to five years to be with us. Whatever the case is, we need you to plant the flag of your life with us and say, I'm all in on loving, believing, serving, submitting, giving, partnering in the advance of the gospel. We need that from you. All right, this month we have the joy of commissioning 15 of you to that work with us. Today I think it's 9 or 10. Here's how we're going to do this. First, I've got 10 minutes. Leah has a clock on me to unpack some truth from the scripture that we read as an anchor for your souls and for the souls of those who are becoming a part of this missional family today. I got 10 minutes to do that. Then each of our new seven milers, if you smell them, they have that new car smell on them, you know. The dashboard still doesn't have any dust on it. That's these folks. They're going to come and grab the mic and they're just simply going to tell you briefly, here's who we are. Here's how we got connected to this church, and here's what our souls are most excited about in joining you in seeing the life and the mission of this place be awesome in the coming years. And then all of us will stand and pray and not only welcome them into the life of the church, but commission them to the work of the church. If you're here today and you're not given over to our church in that way, this is supposed to be exemplary for you to see what that looks like to say, me too. 
How do I become a part of the missional family that is Seven Mile Road? All right, that's the plan. Acts 15, I read to you five simple, beautiful verses from the Bible. Here's all I want to do in these nine minutes now is help you to see with clear eyes the beauty of this woman Lydia's response to the gospel and then to resolve in your soul to say, I am going to love and serve Jesus' church the same way that my mother in the faith, Lydia, has done it. That's what I need you to grab from these 10 minutes. All right, here's our context. The Apostle Paul and this church-planting ninja Jedi team that was going through the Roman Empire planting churches rolled into a city called Philippi, named after Philip of Macedon, Philippi. So just another city like Boston, this one happened to be in the Roman Empire. They were determined to plant the gospel in this city together and see what the Spirit might do. The author of the book of Acts, Dr. Luke, we love this guy, he was actually on this team. And so as you're reading this part of the book of Acts, you'll notice that it goes from they to we, first person plural. Here's what the Spirit says through him. See these words. The first thing he wrote was this. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed that there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and we spoke to the women who had come together. So Philippi is this rugged, lost, ungospeled city. In fact, there are so few God-loving, God-fearing, older covenant-embracing people in this city that there isn't even a synagogue for them to go to on the Sabbath day. You need 10 Jewish men who are committed to the Lord in order for a synagogue to be established. There wasn't even 10 men in this big city to establish a synagogue. So the team has to go hunting outside the city gate, down by the riverside, to just find some people with some Godward hearts who are in word and prayer on the Sabbath day. And there, in a van, down by the river, (laughs) they find this sweet little community of godly women who are seeking the Lord in prayer together. There's no pretense to this church planting team. They go down by the river, they sit down by the picnic baskets, And they begin to herald to these women the deliriously good news about the the death and the resurrection of Jesus, who is the Christ. Then Luke tells us this. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. So here's Lydia. We rejoice with Lydia in the age to come forever. Three important things to know about our mom in the faith. One is that she was a Roman citizen, a resident, a a liver in the city, from the place of Thyatira. This just means that she was born and raised in a dark place spiritually. The polytheistic, idolatrous, pagan, decadent Roman Empire. This is where this woman was born and raised. 
Second thing is that she's a wealthy retailer, seller of purple goods. You see it up there? Purple was a royal color, a fancy pants color in this day. And it means that she was a dealer in some high-end clothing, fabric, merchandise. So she is a made woman. She is probably a widow who is now running the family business that she inherited from her husband. She's got money. She's got influence. She's got connections. She has standing in the community in Philippi. She has this little empire of her own to be careful with and think about. Feel it? In our context, Lydia would live in a brownstone on Com Ave. And she would run like a chic shop on Newberry Street where people drop two, $3,000 on a whim. She would dine at the Capitol Grill on Saturday nights. She would know the waiters and the waitresses. She would probably chair Elizabeth Warren's campaign committee. That's who she would be in the city of Philippi. Vacation overseas. This is who Lydia is. She's all set. And yet, don't miss this last note. She worships God. It's a total surprise in this text. You should be totally surprised at that prepositional phrase. Worshiper of God is technical language for a Gentile proselyte, someone who is rejecting the paganism and the polytheism and the idolatry of the Roman Empire and saying, I want in with the God of Israel, with the Torah, with living in holiness before the true and living God. That's why she's down by the river on this day. She is alive to God, hungry for him. Let me get this verse. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Normally this is where I would launch, launch into 20 minutes about the sovereignty of God and the salvation of sinners. I don't have time, but please see how this is phrased God is the primary mover in your heart if you ever believe the gospel. He moves on you to have a heart that's open, to see and to hear and to be changed. He's done that for us. He did that for Lydia. She heard the gospel and she said, I'm in. I'm in. And then we get this last verse. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. I love this. So she gets baptized naturally in response to her gospel faith to align publicly with Christ. She gospels everybody in her big household and says, you got to come hear the good news about Jesus. And then she says to the team, don't miss this. You have to. Come to my house. You have to stay at my house. You have to come and use my house. I want everything that I have to be available to this mission of the gospel. You feel it? My fridge, my table, my fancy pants purple tablecloth, my bed, my couch, my guest room, my workers, my servants, my connections, my influence in the community, my wealth, my standing, 
I want all of it to be mobilized for the advance of the gospel. You have to use my stuff. You have to. And we see in the book of Acts that the church in Philippi literally gets planted out of Lydia's house. Don't miss the risk that she is taking. She can lose everything by publicly aligning with Christ and his people. She takes that risk. Don't miss the discomfort that she is embracing. If you keep reading Acts, you see that the next two believers that step into this church is a a teenage girl who was trafficked and demon-possessed and set free by Jesus. And then an ex-security guard who was watching the prison playing Keno, smoking cigarettes and drinking Dunkin' Donuts. And his kids. That's who comes into the life of this church after Lydia. What middle-aged, empty nest, wealthy woman with discretionary income and time chooses to open her life and her home to a trafficked, troubled teenage girl and a blue-collar security guard and his kids. Do you see what has happened here? She has said, my life is going to be available. My home is going to be available to the advance of the gospel. This is not about me. This is about what Jesus through his spirit is doing in my city. And I want to be one who says, I am all in. I love Lydia for this. I love her for it. This is what the gospel does in a soul. This is what a gospel does with our stuff. It moves us toward others with it. This is what the folks who are going to stand here and talk now are saying to you. I am all in with Jesus because of his grace to me. And I am all in on my life, helping advance the health and the mission of this church. Whatever it takes, whatever it costs, just please tell me that you will have me. That's the spirit of them speaking today. Not, I found a church that aligns perfectly with all of my preferences and you're lucky to have me. No, it is, I can't believe Jesus has saved me into community. Are you telling me that you will have me, that I might make myself available to you? That's the spirit in which they are speaking and that is the spirit in which I want us receiving them today. All right, let's do that. So we're going to put their name and picture up on the wall and they'll come and speak briefly to you. All right, Gabe and Nelly and Juniper, Fickett. You know you love a family when you let a little girl spit up all over you. That has happened to me. Gabe and Nelly are rock-solid folks. They live right down here in Stoneham. If you don't know them, you should get to. Nelly's got the same sickness that half our church does this morning. But Juniper's looking all right. Hey, sweetie. And Gabe's going to say hey. Hi, yeah, so I'm Gabe, obviously, and as, as Matt said, Nellie's unfortunately homesick right now. Do you want to say hi? This is Juniper. Um, yeah, so we just moved up to Stoneham about a year and a half ago, and we actually found Seven Mile just by Googling churches in the area, came here and liked it. And I think the thing that we're most excited about is just joining like a community that's so close geographically and also close you know, in a loving way. So we're excited about that and excited to see what the future holds for our time in Stoneham. What did I forget? That's it. Great. So Gabe and Nellie 
and juniper. If Nellie was up here, she'd still be talking for another 11 minutes. We got the quiet side of the family. Okay, my love. Great. Dan and Annie and Thomas Sewell. If you have not met them, you need to. Annie walks into a room and everything just gets brighter and warmer. You know people that have that spirit about them? Um, so I'm going to let them say hey. Hi, everybody. Uh, obviously, I'm Dan. This is my wife, Annie, and our son, Thomas. He's about to be a year old, so we're excited for his pirate birthday party. Uh, when we were married a few years ago, two, two years ago, um, <laughs> And then uh, we, we started, Annie moved up to Lynn, where, where we live, um, and we started looking for a church, and certainly when we learned that we were welcoming uh, in the future a, uh, a baby that, that uh, speeded up, and much like our wedding, we decided to go look everywhere. Um, so uh, there were 20-plus churches uh, in the area uh, that, we, uh, that we looked at and visited, um, and uh, when we were having dinner with the, with the cruises early on, one of the things I shared with them is a... Uh, in the first book of John, there's a uh, it talks about uh, disciples of uh, John that uh, came upon disciples of Jesus, and I think Jesus was there as well. And they were so excited that look, the Lamb of God, and that's what we felt um, when we visited uh, with Seven Mile. We were looking for a place where there was a strong community. We were looking for a place that was centered uh, in the gospel, that regularly um, uh, took communion, and that uh, sang out to the Lord. And so, seeing all those things, we couldn't help but but uh, feel welcome here, and so we've, uh, we've loved being a part of Seven Mile, we love our community group, uh, we love serving you, and that's really what we're, we're here for, is to, to serve uh, people, to love people, um, and welcome them into our home, even for pirate birthday parties, so um, we are excited to officially join the, uh, the Seven Mile family. All right, Dan and Annie and Thomas, sweet. Okay, Jess Abraham. Jess is one of these people that you meet or you talk to her for like two minutes, you feel like, we're best friends. I just met you two minutes ago. Yeah, so she's going to say hey. Hi, Jess. Hi, I'm Jessica Abraham, and I live in South Hamilton, Massachusetts, where I go to Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Um, I found Seven Mile Road through the Acts 29 network, because I went to an Acts 29 church before this, and so that was really helpful. Um, and something I love about Seven Mile Road is just the gospel centrality that is seen whether it's worship or the sermon or even just announcements, the gospel clearly drives this church, and I just am really blessed to be a part of that. So, yeah, that's, that's what I love about this church. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, Jess. If you need friends, just catch up with Jess after the service, and she'll be your friend. All right, Mike and Charlotte, Rose and Rachel. Charlotte grew up a few blocks from where I went to high school. So I knew immediately I'm going to love this girl. And uh, are these not the two cutest 13-year-old twins you've ever seen, ever? Look at these two. They're going to say hey. I'm gray now because of the teenagers. Mike, Charlotte, Rachel, and Rose. uh, We came here earlier this year, this past summer, when uh, our old church, Forestdale, had a merge service. And I think... From the very beginning, we felt we were at home here from the loving, uh, gospel-centered discussions and how people live their lives. And what we really wanted from everything was just to expand our knowledge of Jesus, to be able to live for him and grow in him and also convey that to our kids. And the youth program has been something that we've really enjoyed for their sake and also growing here up ourselves. That's it. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
All right. Very good. This guy loves my jacket. He's wearing a Winthrop Yacht Club polo. He's all in on this shirt. All right. So Martin and Jill are in Portland, and Tyler and Jamie are with family, and Daniel Kim's out of town, too. So they'll meet you over the next coming weeks. But the last folks we have in the house today is Nate and Lori. I don't know if anybody's been more of an encouragement to me in the last year than Nate, just catching up with me. Um, they spent a lot of time overseas serving Jesus and are plugging into a tight-knit community for the first time in a while, and it's been such a joy for them and for us to have them. So, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. It's a joy for us to be here. I'm standing here as one-third of, of this group this morning. Uh, my wife, Lou, is actually serving the toddlers downstairs, and um, Jubilee is one of those toddlers, <clears throat> 16 months old now. It's, time has flown. She was, I guess, about three months old when we moved here, um, a year ago, December. Um, and yeah, basically we found, um, we found Seven Mile sort of three different ways. I had done my due diligence online, um, Googling, and Acts 29 was part of that story as well. Um, and also, we're um, dear friends with some folks in Texas who, in turn, are dear friends with the Patronellas over at Waltham. So we had received that recommendation wholeheartedly. And then where I ended up working, um, I had a friend that actually goes to Seven Mile Waltham as well and also um, made that recommendation. So it was shortlisted. We came here, and um, it was... We were done. We knew this was it. Um, and again, I think you've heard this a few times this morning. Um, the centrality of the gospel is, is huge to us. You come here and you know um, that that is celebrated each and every week. We love the fact that we are, um, we are taking part in communion each week, that um, we're reminded of, of who we are in, in relation to Christ. Um, and it's his goodness to us that's, that's brought us here. And we're so grateful. Um, I think I got everything right. All right, so love y'all. Thanks. You can stay up here. So if you've spoken, we need you to come back up to the front. So whoever that is, slide back up here. And uh, they're going to be here, and you're going to be here. And we're all just seeing each other and going, yes, we got this. We are welcoming you into what the Lord is doing. And we are stepping into relationship with you. And all of this is done around the means of grace and the authorities that Jesus has given us. And come hell, high water, or hardship, we are in this with each other and for each other. And trusting that our time together in doing this will be beautiful and strong. So why don't you stand with us. Pastor Matt and Pastor Tim will come down up here with me. And in a big long chain, we're going to lay hands on these folks. We're not just welcoming them into the beauty of what it means to be members in the body of Christ, but we are commissioning them to all the work that the Lord will have in loving and serving you and whoever else Jesus gives us. So let's uh, bow our heads and spend some time in prayer over this. Jesus, we are so glad that you don't save us by ourselves, that this is not about us, but you save us into community. That life here is not about affinity, but about family. That we come not because we're big shots, 
but because we're sinners who need grace, and now we get to be servants. Jesus, you said that if we want to be great in your kingdom, that means being the servant of all. So I pray that that spirit would be on my brothers and sisters and their children as they step into the life and mission of Seven Mile Road, that they would say, how can we give and love and serve well? I pray that those of us who are covenanted together to see this place be strong would welcome them in all that that means. Give us the grace and the strength to do that. You know way better than I do what needs to happen in their souls in these years. I pray that you would visit them in the power of your spirit. Do it. And I pray that you would help us build a church. This is difficult work. We're not great at it. But I pray that you would come and help us do this well. And they would be a big part of it. All of this is for your glory. You are the one who bought us with your blood. You are the one who set your affections on us from before there was time to say they will be mine. The Lord's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. We rejoice that those words are true. We receive them in faith this morning. Amen. Amen. All right, great. You can stay standing. If you haven't met these guys, do it after today and vice versa. You can go back that way. The band's going to come up this way. We're going to come down to Jesus' table together now. Remember...